about three weeks now um, before the end of the year 2023 and as i look back i really am surprised that we are still somewhat in one piece as a nation although the fabric is rapidly decaying if you really boil it all down if you look at all the pressing issues that we are facing right now for example elections i mean that's a big one right we have still and ever more open porous border and the invaders are coming in in hordes uh, it just increasingly every day that's a real pressing issue we have a uniparty congress that cannot function that will not function to support the people of america and on top of all of that because the chaos is reigning supreme in our country we experience all this lawlessness especially in those cities that are run by the blue state lawless people that supposedly were elected, although I have a lot of doubt about that. But the real problem is that these few most important issues, and I say most important because they are the issues that are going to make or break us as a nation. Well, what's happening? They are all escalating. <clears throat> and why is that? Well, because the Obama-Biden cabal has every intention of taking down the American empire before the 2024 election, if at all possible. And in their minds, they certainly do think it is possible, and they will do everything in their power to see that that happens. Do you remember that time when President Trump was speaking and he came out onto the stage and he gave a great big old bear hug to the American flag on uh, to the right of a stage. And that is exactly what perhaps we need to do to each other right now, to the conservatives, to the patriots, to those people who actually love their country, uh, and to all those who especially who are in this fight to save our blessed Christian nation. I really think that um, we are in the battle of our lives. I think that it is rapidly escalating. And in such times when we are actually in the heat of battle, um, it's very easy for us to blame and criticize each other. And I see a lot of that happening. Uh, of course, if you've watched the bit debates, uh, the primary debates for the Republicans, well, yeah, they're attacking each other like crazy right now. And as you're watching that and seeing all the lashing out one against the other, uh, I sometimes question, is that really good or is that maybe destructive? Are we just trying to devour each other, to tear each other apart, shred the other opponent so that they have no, no inkling of respectability for themselves? I mean, that's what we try to do. We trash them. And all the while, as we're doing all this trashing, you can be sure that the opposing side just loves it. They love to see us eat each other up because, let's face it, let's be totally honest. We like to see that same thing happen to them when Democrats criticize each other, oppose each other. We say, go ahead and go for it. Destroy each other, please, because we do regard them as the enemy. But remember, <clears throat> it's the same thing for us. And as we throw out all this criticism from the right side, from the conservatives, what we really see 
is just a, a whole bunch of name calling, a, a bunch of lashing out, ridiculing, insulting. But what we really still don't see is any true action. And that kind of frustrates me. And um, I, all of those who of you who are criticizing the conservative opponents, uh, you know, I understand that because there's a lot of rhinos in the House and in the Senate, and they are in full cahoots with the opposing side that wants to destroy America. And it just drives you crazy, doesn't it? I mean, I'm with you on that. And I would be probably among the first to criticize them and say, what in the world are you guys doing? Get off your duffs. But we also have to understand that we naturally want to lash out at our conservative leaders and say, do something, will you? Will you just please do something? Because right now, America is truly hemorrhaging. And I think that if we continue on this course, we just don't have long to go before we really start suffering. But at the same time, we also have to be very careful to not shoot our own because there are some people on the right. And remember, there are no perfect people, including ourselves. But there are people on the right who are actually doing the best that they can, at least in their own eyes. If we could be a little gracious and merciful, we could say, you know what? It's been a real tough road this year. We have faced uh, battle after battle, threat after threat, and our freedoms have been taken from us, and uh, we have been attacked in every way possible. In the past few years, I don't think that a day has gone by when I don't feel like joining a call to arms. Let, you know, let's just take care of business, get it over with. I mean, that's actually how I feel sometimes, and I can't help feeling that way. I mean, think about it. Sometimes you just have to get the job done, and we are doing absolutely nothing. And so I'm as frustrated as the next guy when I see that we have all these investigations, um, indictments, committees to look at this or that. And I think, what good has any one of those done? I mean, look at this investigation ongoing with Hunter Biden. Do you think Hunter is ever going to be brought to justice? And of course, do you think Joe Biden is ever going to be brought to justice? Of course not. <clears throat> Even if we went through the legal proceedings, I think that Joe Biden is going to be dead before he were ever to be prosecuted. He'll never face a military tribunal and be declared what he actually is, a betrayer of his own country, a traitor that deserves a traitor's fate. But he's never going to see it. It's just not going to happen. And that's what experience tells us all. And that's why we are so beside ourselves seeing this bleeding of America go on, seeing the takedown of good American citizens and seeing nothing actually being done to fix the problem. And so I'm all for criticizing when criticism is needed, but I also see that we do an awful lot to shred one another.
And, you know, maybe it's time to put it all aside and say, all right, let's uh, put on our boots, take up arms and, and let's go for it because who knows what's going to happen. I mean, we got to make it through 2024 and this is going to be the challenge of America's lifetime, in my opinion. You know, if we were to listen to the founders of our nation today, what do you think they would exhort us to do? Well, I think it would be the same as what they already have exhorted us to do, and that is to take care of business. And I frankly agree with them fully. I, I think that we are wasting precious time. The cost for freedom is going up as, as fast as inflation is increasing in America, as the economy crumbles so does our chance of securing our freedom in a nonviolent way. That's my honest gut opinion. A revolution, if it's ever going to happen, is likely going to happen practically overnight. That's my guess. Sort of like, you know, when the shot was heard around the world before the Revolutionary War began. <clears throat> But the revolution we're facing right now, the imminent revolution that could break out any time, I think it would be very different than in 1776, simply because the, uh, the enemy exists within our own government fabric, for one thing. This is not uh, something that we could consider a domestic enemy. Uh, it's, this is not a fight with the Europeans, with the uh, people of Great Britain. But this revolution will involve our own government. It is more of a revolution than a civil war, I think, although I suppose, I, I don't know what fraction, but I think there, there are some very liberal progressive people who fully want our country to be overthrown. They are participating in it actively, and so they are enemies. So whether or not we want to call this war, uh, a revolutionary war or a civil war, well, take your pick, okay? But the bottom line is this, is that this government that has gone rogue and that is daily destroying us under the direction, I believe, of Barack Obama, who is guiding the puppet. Now, there's a lot of other people influencing him, a lot of other people funding this whole thing, paying people off and so forth, like George Soros and uh you know, Klaus Schwab's influence uh, with the World Economic Forum, it's, it's taking its toll on America. And these people have to be rooted out and exterminated. The world would be a much better place without them. And how can we otherwise conclude? And eliminating these evildoers is the only way that America is going to survive. And I think that's why so many people are so angry and frustrated and wanting acute to accuse uh, the the right people, the people on the right, the conservative politicians, they accuse them of doing nothing, and it's hard to disagree with that. They are not accomplishing much of anything. Look at any one of them. What's Speaker Johnson going to accomplish? Now we have just such a slim margin uh, in the House. Um, and in the Senate, um, how many seats are we going to gain or lose in 2024? It's hard to tell. It really is because we don't know how much election fraud is going to happen. Um, I don't think we're going to at all eradicate it, although it would be nice. We need all the things that Donald Trump is saying, you know, a, a paper ballot. We need 
positive voter ID and so forth. We need a single day of voting. We need everything set up so that the deception and fraud cannot take place. And yet we know that that's the only way that the Democrat Party, the Communist Democrat Party, can survive because they have nothing to offer America but death and destruction. So what are they going to do? Well, they're going to do everything they can to take us down. <clears throat> and so if the only way for America to survive means if it requires exterminating the enemy that is actively destroying our country by the things that they are doing, while we on the other side are doing nothing, um, then we had better recognize that we are in crisis. And we must always remember, when you are fighting an opponent, a traitor is always much more dangerous than any foreign enemy. And we have many, many traitors within our government, within our own borders. But in the meantime, we have to focus our energy and our resources on weakening this vile enemy. That's what we really need to do. We need to expose them and attack them by any and all means possible. Now, that's not easy to do, but let's, let's you know, let's play by their rules a little bit. This is warfare, and they are declaring an unrestricted war upon us. That means there are no rules. They will kill the children. They will kill the elderly, the women, the weak and frail, just like Hamas did to those innocent Israeli people. Unrestricted warfare means there are no rules. But we on the right do have a self-imposed restriction simply because we feel that if we're going to even fight an unrestricted war, we are having to do that within our own moral constraints. But let's not deceive ourselves into thinking that we cannot act. Because if we don't act, we are not loving our neighbor as ourselves, And we have to get that point across. If you claim to be a Christian, don't think you cannot fight. And I'm talking even literally physically fight a war if we must go there. Now, I am praying every day that that does not happen. But if it comes to that, I'll be there right on the front lines. <clears throat> and I hope you will too. Hopefully, the love of God does constrain us to do the right thing. But isn't crushing evil doing the right thing? That doesn't mean that we can go full Doberman on attacking the evil enemy. It doesn't mean we cannot attack them, however, but we, we must do something. And this is clearly a demonstration of loving our neighbor as ourselves when we take down the enemy. And we need to know what is coming if we fail to act. In fact, I think that most of us already do know what's coming if we fail to act. We now have less than 11 months to go before the 2024 election. We have to focus on the enemy. Now, they are doing everything they can to distract us. They are throwing up false targets versus weak targets at worst. You know, things like uh, distracting us um, with uh, opposing viewpoints. Why do you think they're raising the issue of abortion? 
to such a height because they know that is a key issue for us morally and they are playing on that. And we have allowed them to play us when, in fact, all we need to do is forget about whether or not we can win the vote based on a, a abortion, the issue, or based on this or that. That is just pure nonsense in my mind. Because what we need to do is honor God and be righteous warriors. That means we stand for truth, we expose evil, and we speak the truth of goodness. And the truth of goodness is God's law. It is the law of liberty. That's what makes America great. That's where our focus should be. And so if we're going to focus on our enemy, what we need to stop doing is focusing so much attention on those combatants in this war who are fighting on our side. For example, um, I've heard a lot of criticism about Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Oh, yeah, he's just a rhino governor, and he's done this, he's done that. Well, let's see. Texas is on the southern border. It's a huge state. Governor Abbott, sure, he has dropped the ball in many ways, but recently he did something that I thought was really big. He announced that he would sign a bill into law that would actually make it a crime for illegal immigrants to be in the state of Texas. Wow, that's huge. Now, this law, he, I believe he said it was going to be uh, instated within the next couple of weeks, but the law will empower police officers to arrest illegals wherever they are, illegals crossing the Texas border into the state of Texas. Um, that means that somebody besides the federal government can do something. It means that we can act legally. People keep talking about the power of the states, right? Well, here it is. This will put it to the test. Currently, we only government agencies can legally aid in securing the border. Now, isn't that pathetic? That is absolutely pathetic because we know they are doing just the opposite. They're aiding and abetting the enemies to get across our border, to invade us and take us over. That's what all the evidence points to. But Ab Abbott has done this wonderful thing that could bring about a huge change if the policemen do their job, if the law enforcement does its job in the civilian community, police officers of the cities, sheriffs, and so forth. But look at Abbott's other efforts to protect the border. Uh, they've already changed the Mexican cartel's pattern of the border crossing. The, the, the people coming across the border now are moving to Arizona. That's the state where I live in right now. And to California borders. I'm not so sure about New Mexico. But Texas erected its own border wall. It installed the river barriers, remember? It placed concertino or razor wire uh, along the border to further thwart these people from getting into Texas. So here's Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who is often criticized for being a rhino. And I know he's had a lot of uh, weak policies in the past. But Abbott has done more than most governors by far. I mean, especially when you compare uh, Gavin Newsom in California, Arizona. Arizona is a lost uh, state right now with this uh, another imposter, someone that was not elected, Katie Hobbs. She, she is a criminal. She belongs in prison. 
she belongs in Gitmo and uh, for stealing the election. And what do you think she's doing? She's working with the cartel to get these people infiltrating our government. And I don't hear a whole lot about New Mexico. I'm not sure what doing, uh, they're doing on their southern border. But Abbott, Governor Abbott, has done more than most governors to try to stop this invasion into our country. And, um, you know, with regard to this new law, this new uh, law that will allow police officers to arrest illegals, you know that this is going to be fought by the communist Democrats. They will fight this law tooth and nail because they must, um, they must, well, they just have to lose this fight. I mean, if we really say that state powers must prevail, um, then here's an example of it. Because if, if Abbott does not effect this law so that it actually happens, is put into place and stops these criminals from invading our border, then I don't want to hear it anymore about state power. Because if Abbott cannot do it in Texas, with this issue of a border invasion, what else have we got? We don't have anything, right? Supposedly, according to the Constitution, and I realize that the left ignores the Constitution. They want to toss it out so they don't recognize it. But we must insist that the feds cannot override state border protection. That is a constitutional protection. Now, what about House Speaker Mike Johnson? He's just been in the in the picture here for a short time. And recently, uh, he was attacked by a Democrat strategist, James Carville, who claimed in an interview that Christian Republicans are a greater threat to the United States than Islamic terrorists like Al-Qaeda, which he specifically named. This James Carville is just a wax job. He's a nut. He's evil. But Johnson, to his credit, Mike Johnson is taking, you know, a lot of heat from all sides because he is a Christian. And you know what? He is standing up to them. I, I like that because he's showing that being a Christian does not at all mean you have to be a little wimp. That is not the meekness that Jesus Christ spoke about. And what has Speaker Johnson accomplished so far? Well, he's revealing some of the J6 videos. Now, we've only got a few hundred hours released. We need more. And I'm not sure why that's being delayed, but at least he's doing that. And he's been pushing for Biden uh, to be impeached. He is supporting our ally Israel. And that should be strong. Support for Israel should be strong, not for any religious reason, but because they are a good ally. They are an island of sanity in a very, very bad neighborhood. So I think Speaker Johnson has done some great things. Recently, the House voted to block Biden administration's plan to release the $6 billion in assets to Iran. Now, that's a very good thing because you know that money is going to go to the bad guys like Hamas that are going to do more and more damage. And the real heavier issue is the weightier matter in this whole fight with Hamas and Israel is not Israel. They are coming after us. All these people invading our borders are showing up in the cities and they are insurrectionists. They are going to foment 
tyranny. And it is coming, and it could very well come in a really big way in 2024. So I hope you are preparing yourselves for the worst. We shall soon see. Um, so under Johnson's leadership, the House actually is thwarting the ugly uh, agenda of the Democrats. This House agenda that seeks to destroy America is being hindered, at least, not stopped. Another great warrior who oftentimes faces criticism is Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She recently has been transforming the state's education system through the LEARNS Act, which stands for Literacy, Empowerment, Accountability, Readiness, uh, Networking, and Safety. She also uh, is making the justice system tougher on criminals through the Protect Arkansas Act. She is deciding that criminals need to be punished. Now, that is so basic. That is so basic to a government agency that is effective. You have to severely punish criminals to deter them from becoming criminals again. You want to deter others from becoming criminals. How do you do that? Punish them. Really punish them. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders is doing that. She recently ordered the Chinese-owned seed company, Syngenta Seeds, LLC, to sell their 160-acre farmland. And she also fined the company $280,000 for failing to file timely disclosures to the state. Sarah, thank you very much for taking action against the enemy. This is Imagine what America would be like if every governor did this. If every governor used the state power that they have to protect each state, we would be a much stronger nation. Ms. Sanders said that this was about where loyalties lie, right? She says, we simply cannot trust those who pledge allegiance to a hostile foreign power. Whoa, common sense. I love it. She is setting an example of how to run a state. Now, that's impressive, and we don't see it often enough. Here's another good warrior that gets a lot of flack. And I'll confess, I have criticized her too before. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia, right? She is a strong fighter for American liberty. And, you know, she recently uh, has introduced some, some good legislation. She's, she's wanting... Uh, resolutions so that we take down the enemy. And she is constantly fighting for that to protect our children, to protect our constitution. She is full-blown America first. And I like that about Marjorie Taylor Greene. And yet we on the right tend to so harshly criticize her at times. Now, unfortunately, here in Arizona, we lost a great governor, Arizona's Carrie Lake. Now, she won that gubernatorial race. She was the duly elected governor of Arizona. She would have done immensely great things for Arizona and the United States, like securing the border, punishing crime, um, securing election integrity at the state level, and strengthening education. She fought the mutiny of medicine in a strong way. She has fought against the corrupt state medical board in Arizona and realized that every state board is corrupt. 
she is all out America first. And now I'm, I'm thankful that she's running for U.S. Senator. She has many strengths. She has much resolve. She has sacrificed an awful lot. Now, I've gotten to know Carrie Lake on a more personal level a little bit because my daughter was her event director during her campaign. So she ran a great campaign. She did a great job. She is the type of person who would have followed through, very much like Donald Trump. Um, but some people on the right are criticizing her, saying eh, she shouldn't be running for senator because, you know, she's not good enough. She's not going to do this. And, and they come up with all these reasons to attack her when she is a strong advocate for freedom and for liberty, for a free republic. Well, there's a whole lot of others. Tucker Carlson, Steve Bannon, Ken Paxton, Matt Gates. I mean, these people have done some really amazingly awesome things, but every one of them can be criticized for one thing or another. Now, place yourself in their shoes. Put yourself in their position. You try and do their job. If I were to try and do their job, you know, I am sure I would attract criticism. I would never say the right thing all the time. I would never do the right thing all the time. I would be too weak in one area, maybe too strong in another area or whatever, based on someone else's opinion. And so we really need to think about what harm or what good we are doing when we criticize? Because, you know, let's face it, if you're in the public eye, you will be criticized. If you have any special knowledge or expertise and you voice it, you will be criticized. If you stand up for something, anything, others will surely try to stand you down by mocking you. It's just a guarantee. And anyone on social media even knows this, right? How many times have you uh, thrown out a tweet or posted something about anything and had someone criticize you, mock you, make fun of you, ridicule you, attack you in some way? You know, it just, it goes with the territory. I want to take a short pause and then I want to talk a little bit more about criticism and maybe set up some rules for us so that if we're going to criticize, it might be at least effective criticism. After a short break, I'll return. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. 
Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells, disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, which allows your body to repair from within, supporting your immune and respiratory systems, and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global Healing giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome back. This is Unity Without Compromise. I'm Dr. Steve LaTulip. Uh, you are listening to a conservative program on America Out Loud Talk Radio. And we certainly strive to speak the truth in love, but speak it boldly, loudly, without compromise, and without censorship. My program airs at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the weekends. I hope you can listen to that and pass that information along please do go to americaoutloud.news where you can get some really great articles. Uh, they're throwing out all kinds of good articles on, on the happenings right now in the world, in America. I'm talking about criticism, and I have mentioned a few good warriors on the right who are battling to save our nation. And uh, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and lots of others uh, that I mentioned. We, of course, don't forget Donald Trump. I mean, this guy has, has been incredible what he has done. And look at the head beating he has taken. 
But when we decide to criticize, we need to realize that criticism is not always effective. It's not always useful. And sometimes it's very damaging and destructive, even to our own cause, we who make the criticism. I'd like to share with you a few quick quotes uh, on criticism. Uh the first goes like this. Any fool can criticize, condemn, and complain, but it takes character and self-control to be understanding and forgiving. Dale Carnegie. Good words. Something to keep in mind when you criticize. Don't be so quick to condemn, to complain, but control your thoughts, your words. Be a little understanding and forgiving. Realize that these people are out there doing battle. They don't need their own side pulling them down. Aristotle once said, criticism is something we can avoid easily by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. Oh, great words. I think the greatest of all the critics are they who do the least. When it comes to action, if you're really doing, as in fighting the good fight, you don't have time to do too much criticizing. So Aristotle had some good words there. <clears throat> and here's a longer quote. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly, who errs and comes short again and again because there is not effort without error and shortcomings, but who does actually strive to do the deed, who knows the great enthusiasm, the great devotion, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who, at worst, if he fails, at least he fails with daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. Theodore Roosevelt. And one more quote here from a great president, former. He has a right to criticize who has a heart to help. Abraham Lincoln. There's some great quotes there, four great quotes that I think are worthy of our attention. Now, I could easily, let me tell you, I could easily criticize each of these four men, as well as their quotes. I could attack them, okay? Well, you know, there's always this exception or this or that. Well, you didn't consider this. You know, give it a break. Take the good and run with it and apply it to your own life. That's what I try to do. And I even fail at that, but at least I'm trying. But before we go on to criticize anyone, uh, we need to realize that for criticism to be right and proper, the critic must abide by his own ground rules. And I have thought of five tests of just criticism. Number one, don't criticize what you don't understand or know. This is the ignorance test. Don't criticize what you don't understand or what you don't know. The second rule, which is a test of just criticism, always criticize in a spirit of love 
for people in general and for God's higher cause. Meaning, occasionally, sharp criticism is justified. For example, against child sex traffickers, right? Doctors who mutilate children to support the lie of, quote, gender-affirming care. I mean, this is barbaric. This is evil. This is Nazi medicine. That is the respectability test. In other words, if you're going to criticize something, make sure that it is worthy of criticism, okay? Number three, the third test of just criticism. Always check your motive for criticizing. Is it selfish? In other words, are you criticizing because you're really insecure in yourself? Or are you criticizing someone as a backwards way of trying to brag or boast about what you know, all the knowledge you have or something? You're just trying to make them look bad? Or are you intimidated by this person so you have to try to beat them down because they're so successful or so powerful in speaking? Or are you just feeling guilty for doing nothing and so you'll criticize just to make their efforts look more puny, right? I call that the fragile ego test. So we, uh, and then number four, is criticism necessary and pertinent to the subject being criticized? Or is it just character assassination for its own sake? That's the relevance test. And then number five, would you criticize this person face-to-face and in private? That's the authenticity test. Hopefully, these five tests, the ignorance test, the respectability test, the fragile ego test, the relevance test, and the authenticity test, hopefully these will channel criticism to the appropriate targets and in the proper way. But be certain of this, some objects of criticism, um, they, they ought not to be criticized. Rather, they should be stopped because they are so evil. In other words, is the criticism going to do any good at all? Sometimes we just need to say, I'm going to stop them because that's how evil they are. That's how we should be feeling about abortion, about our, uh, our own children being sex trafficked, sexually molested, physically harmed, beaten, killed, uh, when they're done using them up, destroying these little souls. We should be more than just criticizing. We should get out there and fight these people. We have to realize that we have only so much time in every day And we are way too good at criticizing and talking. And that's where many conservatives, I think, fall short. I know I'm criticizing right now by even saying that, right? But I think it passes the test of just criticism here. And I point uh, the finger at myself as well. We have to realize that we need to stop a deadly enemy right now. And let's face it, attacking the real enemy takes a lot of courage and it takes persistence and resolve and a whole bunch of energy to, to try and oppose the enemy in a meaningful way so that we stop them. But it also takes a real strong love for your fellow man. And, and we have to recognize that. When I fight this fight every day, in, in some way, I am trying to speak up for America. I am opposing evil wherever I see it. 
and I will shoot down anything as lovingly as I can, but as forcefully as necessary if it is truly an evil. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and of his words. I am not afraid to expose bad science, bad medicine. We must do it because if not, people are going to suffer and perhaps die from the lies. And so we have to take an active stand to attack the real enemy. And you can't do that if you do not love your neighbor as yourself, because you know it's going to cost you something. And if you aren't willing to pay the price for your freedom, then please don't call yourself a patriot, right? It's just like people say, oh, I'm a Christian, but um, they won't stand for anything morally right. They won't take a stand. They don't have the love in their heart for their neighbor because they don't have a love for God. They don't know God. And that can hurt us all. So the real important point that I'm trying to stress to you today is that criticism is not always good. And secondly, that patriotism, real patriotism is not a spectator sport. Spectator sports have trained you to shout, to jump up and down, you know, to root for a team, uh, your favorite team. All the while, you contribute absolutely nothing to actually winning the game. And we've been trained to do that. Spectator sports trains you to be completely passive. And that's what it makes you. Spectator sports distract you from the pertinent issues of our time and from actually doing anything productive in our own lives, like saving our country. Spectator sports teaches you to criticize your own team when they occasionally fumble the ball as they are sweating and toiling and doing their best on the field. And we have to realize, realize that criticism can just oftentimes be destructive and disheartening. It can cause people to give up and to quit. And that's the last thing we need right now. How many people in America, conservatives, good-hearted people that love America, how many are just saying, I'm not going to vote? It's just too crazy. We're not going to win anyways because they're stealing the vote, right? That's exactly what we don't need we need to encourage each other to get out there to speak the plain truth boldly and with love, but to speak it and to fight for it. Get out there and vote. Make your voice count every way you can. Do all that you can to save your nation if you hope to save it. If you don't, get out of the way. So maybe what we need is a little less criticism and a little bit more concrete action against the real enemy. Leave your own team members alone, or at least try to support them. Because when we are helping to defeat the opposition, we're not in a football game. This war is against a vile criminal, a criminal army, a treasonous domestic enemy. And if we ignore them, there are very dire consequences we're going to face. And that's what keeps me going so much because 
I see what is happening and my goodness, I want to do more than criticize. Obama doesn't care what I think or say. I can criticize him all day long. He's an imposter. He's a fraud. I don't think he's an American citizen. He's from Kenya. He's the only president that has never shown his birth certificate. The guy is an imposter. He is a radical Muslim, and he is just camouflaged. And he is pulling the strings of Joe Biden. And he's laughing at us right now. All the while, he is getting rich off of America, off of our goodness from our country, as he proceeds to destroy it. Go figure. How do we let this happen? And Biden, he has no clue of what you think or say. So why criticize him, right? His administration serves only the globalists. Every one of them, the FBI director, Christopher Wray, he knows full well that you know he is lying. And that goes for the CIA, the Department of Homeland Security, Health and Human Services, National Education Association, the Centers for Disease Control, and every other government agency. They know that you know they are lying. They even know that you know they are outwardly attacking America seeking to overthrow it. But what are they doing? They are calling your bluff. They're calling our bluff. I don't think you're going to do anything. That's all you've shown us so far. All the while you criticize and complain, we just go right ahead with our plan to take down America. That's what's happening. They know the Republican congressmen have been nothing more than spectators in the stands who have no real stake in the game. That's just a fact. We call them rhinos. We criticize them all day long. But we need to do something more. Somehow, we need to take them out. Now, McCarthy just resigned. Oh, that's terrible. Why is he doing that? Well, sure, he's probably doing it to hurt us. But what do you think he was doing before? I'm glad he's gone personally. We need to get genuine American patriots in positions of power, in office, so that the people of America are represented. If we don't do it, we are done for. And so they're calling our bluff, and they know that even we, the people, have been trained to be dormant. They have been training us, brainwashing our children, doing everything they can to sidetrack us, to distract us so that they can proceed. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we are very powerful, by the way, on social media. I mean, we're only laptop gladiators, right? And so they continue this coup unabated because we do nothing except criticize and shoot our own warriors. Well, that's just not going to hack it. We can't do it. We have to wake up and do something more. When's the last time you actually put on the uniform, the military uniform, so to speak, figuratively, and stepped into the game? Really stepped into the game. What have you actually done to fight the war? Because criticism is just not enough. It's not going to change a thing. When you walk out the door of your house, do you ever confront your enemy? 
What about your neighbors? What about the people you see at the store or, you know, wherever you go? Do you take up conversations? Can you start a conversation to get people more educated? I've done this many, many, many hundreds, thousands of times. And um, I find it's often very fruitful. A lot of people truly don't know they're as afraid as the next person to talk about anything pertaining to the government because they don't want to offend anyone. And maybe they don't want to be attacked or criticized. It takes a boldness and a courage to fight for your country. We got to get off our duffs and say, okay, okay, let's actually do something to stop this enemy. I'll tell you what, I aim to win this war. And I am convinced that a few passionate people make all the difference in the world. You look at those who are boldly proclaiming the truth right, right now. They're taking a lot of heat. And, and I have to keep going back to Donald Trump because this man, he has already made history in the annals of, of American history. This guy has been so attacked, so berated, so... Um, so abused in every single way because he simply exposed the enemy and whether or not you like the way he does it, how his methods, his New York style uh, and personality get over it. Look at how great America was the policies we had. We became a powerful nation again, and nobody was on his side in government. I'm hoping he's going to correct that. I'm, I'm hoping that he learned an awful lot of lessons the hard way so that he is going to not make those mistakes again. He will clean house. And he will use his executive powers to make America great again. Well, here's what's coming. And we've got to be very aware of it. First of all, the 2024 election. We have to keep in mind that the so-called Democrat Party does not plan on losing. They cannot lose if they are going to continue to overthrow America. Just recently, sloppy Joe Biden just recently admitted he is still in this game only because, quote, we can't let Trump win. And how is this demented, worn-out, warped, evil puppet supposed to stop him? Remember what he did last time? He lived in his basement. He didn't campaign. He's not talking to any challengers in a primary because he's not capable. He's nothing more than a useless puppet, and his time will soon expire. But if they can get him to cross the line and become president in 2024, now they've got power for another four years, even if Biden kicks off the day after he is elected president. Ah, no, they don't plan to lose. Uh-uh, we can't let Trump win. And how is the this guy going to do it? Well, how is the Biden regime going to do it, you mean? 
Well, they're going to steal the votes. And if they can't steal the votes, they will do their best to assassinate President Trump. I have no doubt whatsoever that they will attempt this if they must. Or they will prevent the election from happening with martial law. So let's not shoot our own soldiers in the back. We must be of the mindset that we all play a part in this victory to save America. It's beginning with prayer. That's where it begins. And with humility. And it ends with a tenacious resolve to defend the principles that made America the greatest nation and beacon of light for the whole world. It was a Christian nation living by Christian values. Please don't be shy about your faith. This is a time for boldness. It is a time for courage. It is most certainly a time for action. Please do your best. You have been listening to Unity Without Compromise. This is Dr. Steve LaTulip. Have a great week. Adieu.